What's going on out there? Listen, the world has turned upside down since uploading this last episode. And I've been setting on a few interviews on the topic of masculinity. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop all these uh, at once uh, for two reasons. Number one, you're going to need something to listen to while you're in quarantine from COVID-19. Okay. Number two, um, because I need to have some conversations with some preachers on how they are balancing the strangeness of what church has become since practicing uh, social distancing and, and having to close down the physical buildings of churches. So uh, that, that's just a quick announcement. Uh, let me jump to my guest. I recently sat down with Sal Frisilla. He is the president of operations at First Form Supplements. Sal is a lightning rod. If you remember, I gave you a warning shot uh, on the last episode with J.P. Donnell that these conversations were going to get a little salty for a minute because we're going to talk to some guys who are not preachers, some who are not church guys either. And, and let me tell you uh, right now, this conversation uh, has some language in it. And so if you're used to listening to this at the house, out loud with your kids around, your wife around, uh, you might want to find some might want to find some headphones. You know, I want to find some headphones, some uh, some language in here. But at the same time, there are some things that we can learn from uh, from Sal in this conversation. So uh, you've been warned. You've been warned. Explicit lyrics. You've been warned. All right. So set back, buckle up and enjoy this conversation with Sal Frisilla. Sal Frisilla, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Welcome to the Homilist podcast. Oh, I appreciate you having me, man. I uh I'm excited. Uh, you know, I always love, I, I don't know, you know, it's something that I think we live in a really cool era where the internet or social media has allowed us to all socially connect and you can find, I mean, it's kind of like anything in life, right? You go looking for trouble, you can find trouble. Absolutely. You go looking for good, you can find good. And so yeah. I think the internet has been, um, or specifically social media has been a cool tool to be able to create relationships like this so that, you know, yeah. you can share some good information and, and meet some good, you know, some good new people. That's right. Well, here's what's so cool. Here's what's so cool about having you on here. Um, I don't know if you got my email this morning. I sent you with the, with the clip uh, or with the screenshot. I, I saw it because I was going to, I was literally asking Jared, say, Hey, let me, where, where's this email? Cause I got to pull this thing up and I, and I quickly looked at it and I smiled. And that's why I was like, Hey man, I'm running a little late. Um, but yeah, I don't, who, is that your trainer? Yeah, no, it's a guy. It's a, uh, it's a gal I work out with in the mornings. Um, oh, that's awesome. Her name's Nicole. Dude, I'm telling you what, Hi, she, she's a beast. She's an absolute beast. Now, listen, let me tell you what happened. Um, me and some guys were doing some early morning workout stuff. We get rolling about five in the morning and we're cranking it out. And uh, this girl is at the gym with us. And she she was a CrossFitter and, and, uh, for a long time and then started working out at the gym in our town. And, and so we invited her one day. Said, hey, why don't you come, why don't you come and join our join our little cohort that we got going on here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so she jumps in and so she knows some stuff about CrossFit. She knows some stuff about EMOMs and AMRAPs and I mean, all kinds of stuff that like, okay, well you turn up the intensity on us. That's all right. Hey, she ran everybody off, ran everybody off. I, <laughs> hey, I got no friends. I got no friends. Like I'm the, I got to it. Like I got no friends. Like she beat everybody up, ran everybody off. She's freaking warrior. She is a warrior. Listen, man, listen, I, I think women have a different gear in there. Are able to go to a different zone of blackout that uh, I don't know that I don't know that guys have that ability. It's the one thing I've learned, you know, especially you know, watching my wife operate. I have three kids under three, and so technically the three under fourteen months. And when you watch my wife go into uh, that zone, there's no stopping that woman. I know that. So I mean, I can see you know when you get inside the gym, and I've been in a lot of gyms with a lot of badass women. Like I was always like, man, I wouldn't fuck with her. There ain't no way. <laughs> she is tough. And I give her a hard time all the time. I'm like, you know, people come up and say, hey, Jared, can, can I come work out with you? Something? I'm like, yeah, it'd be, be awesome. We start at 5 in the morning. We get there by 4.30, start warming up. But listen, I'm telling you right now, uh, homegirl's going to put it to you. You know, she's oh, going yeah. oh, yeah. put it to you. And oh, yeah. they're like, yeah, it'd be all right. Hey, they'll come and they'll hang. I mean, they'll hang for a week. They'll come back two weeks. Be about maybe, maybe four weeks. But man, about that fifth week, they'll be like, hey, I think I'm going uh, to take up running. I think I'm just oh yeah! Oh yeah! You know, yeah, the, with the in, insert insert the back out get excuse here, right? <laughs> exactly right. Exactly I, right. I know so, that. I know that excuse. Speaking of me, how we met, J. Go ahead. My go, boy, no, go ahead, JP. Go ahead. I had I had JP Denell at my house one morning, and and I love that guy. He's he's again one of the things about the internet. You get to meet great people that yeah. You know he's Mr. Navy Seal, right? And I send him this picture every once in a while because he comes over. I do email, I do a lot of imam training. I kind of finish with either. Some type of high intensity burnout, you know, salt bike burpees, salt bike burpee rower. I, you know, we have like a little ladder system. We kind of blow through it. 
I am uh, proud to say that I have a, a piece of uh, JP's DNA via vomit in my backyard and it will forever be cherished as a photo. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Just to remember, just I just want you to remember, uh -huh. Jimmy, just to remember there was a moment you gave up the ghost in the backyard. Yeah. I saw it. About once every two or three months, I just shoot in the picture. No cash <laughs> needed. <laughs> Perfect. Don't forget, you're human, JP. Don't forget. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. That's your number. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Um, so here's what's cool. Uh, and this is, this is, you are, you are going to be one of those exceptions on this podcast. So when I emailed you, I told you this is a preaching podcast. This is all about preachers. It's a uh, study in the process of preaching, all this right. kind of deal. So what I've done is I feel like with the people who are listening, um, we've really established like here's some creative ways that we can start approach, approaching preaching in a different way, you know, talking through right. stuff, just learning from different guys. And so the next thing I wanted to do is I wanted to say, how many of us, as far as preachers go, um, are weak, reactive, sedentary, um, lazy, excuse ridden, and that keeps us from being better in other areas. And so it's, it's different because probably like anybody else, any other man, we find our industry, we find our niche somewhere. And then what we do is we become a specialist in that area. And right. then we'll let the other platforms kind of die off. And so part of, the, part of the reason that I wanted to have you on was because what's some of the push that you can give us to get through some of our excuses? And so this is, this is, a, really, this is a really good episode. Because I know I know enough about uh, you and enough about your brother that you're straightforward uh, individuals yeah. pull no punches and so free reign, buddy. Yeah. you go to work. Yeah, go to work. I, yeah, I think mm. I think you know. I, hopefully, I can I can land this plane appropriately. First and foremost, uh, I, I I don't often apologize for my mouth, but if it's a lot of preachers and yeah, there's a the f word is a is a in my like in my realm, it's no different than the word and. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's part of my part of my realm. So I understand. But I, you know, I think, you know, I get, um, you know, I, the, your point. I think is where, um, and I, I think, you know, and, I, and this is a lot of this is, you know, uh, just it's my opinion, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I have, I would call what a, a very relevant opinion. Um, we're very evangelic in our preaching and in our quote unquote motivation or inspiration or mm -hmm. really just our teachings. Because when you look at a preacher, I mean what is the purpose? The purpose is to teach, is to educate. And, you know, for us in our following and our, and our customers and our, and our base in general, you know, our goal is to teach and it's a, very much a preacher role. It's just in a different sense. And so, you know, where a preacher is teaching uh, about God or the word, uh, we're teaching about diet and exercise and really building young men, building men of character. And I think, you know, when you look at, and I don't know that across the board, if congregation numbers are up or down, but if I was a bet man, I would say they were down. And I would say they're down because when you look at in today's world, like, why would you follow somebody? Why would you believe somebody? Why would you trust in somebody? And, you know, those are characteristics that you should look in among, amongst yourself on, you know, what is a strong person or what is a strong individual, male or female? Why should you follow that person? And just because they're knowledgeable, maybe in one subject, and really, and especially in preaching, it's an interpretation of a subject, you know, why should you follow that person? And just because you're a specialist in one area doesn't make you um, a leader across building a household. And I think, you know, when you see social media and what social media allows to do is really create or show your character and really the well-roundness of your character. When you look to go follow somebody on the internet, Anybody can post a picture, right? Anybody can post a picture that they're rich or that they're cool, that they're in shape, that they're, you know, have a hot girlfriend, they drive a fast car. They can post one picture. And my challenge to, to um, a preacher would be like, anybody can, can take a reading out of a Bible and, and, and read it to the people and give a small interpretation of it. But what are you doing outside of that? Like, yeah. what are you doing outside to draw attention to you and why people should follow you? And what I, what I love about social media and specifically like my brand or or, uh, you know, brands that I like to follow is like, I like to think, you know, I'm not a one trick pony. I like to, I like to look at life. Like I try to win at all areas of life because I understand that the struggle that I'm trying to build these young men to go through is I have to teach them more than just how to diet or just how to exercise. I have to teach them about how to be a good husband or how to be a great dad or how to be a great friend and how to ask the tough question, how to respond to the tough question, how to get in when, 
dude, when your friend's struggling, you got to pick up the damn phone. You know what I mean? Like, and so when you can be transparent and you can show people that not only are you human, but you're living by the, you're not just making a post or you're not just making a reading, right? For the preachers who are just, you're not just, you're, you're living that life. You're like, you are that person that you portray to be. And when you start talking about attracting new people, um, I mean, dude, to be a great preacher, it's no different than being a great businessman, right? You have to create a great product and a great product is shared by word of mouth. Word of mouth marketing is still the number one marketing uh, tactic in the entire world. So if you can create such an environment inside your place of worship, whether it be your home, internet, uh, church, it doesn't really matter. But if you're doing such a great job that when they leave, those people not only love the message, but they love you. They're empowered to you. They relate to you. They're likely going to go tell a friend about that experience. And so when you look at like what makes, what makes the top preacher different than the others is no longer can you be a one trick pony and be successful. You have to learn to be able to relate to people and be able to understand their struggles and be able to take those struggles and help them find a resolve. And yeah. so no longer is it, let me preach at you in the world is let me preach with you because like you, I struggle too. Yeah. I tuned in last night uh, to your, uh, to your live Instagram first, uh, my, yeah. uh, first form, uh, my transformation thing. So sit down, watch the whole thing. And one of the things that you talked about was struggling with um, struggling with body image stuff. Yeah. Uh, and you started talking about that. Well, What's really cool about that is that, like, you're what, like, president of operations at first form, you know? Mm -hmm. It's my and baby. So, yeah, and so and so, you are this guy who is about health, about supplements, working this stuff out, and still you find yourself in that place where you're going to struggle. That's a normal thing, right? It's very normal. I mean, I, I think this is what this is what's interesting, and and you know. Um, be real care, be real careful who doesn't struggle. Like if you're following somebody, and you just think they got the perfect life and blah, 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 blah. That is bullshit. Like that is a total right. show. They are not, that is not a, you know, the days of the eighties and nineties where these movie stars walked on clouds and you know what I mean? And they, right. they, they literally, it, 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 that day, that's not real. That's not real. And right. I think as we grow and as we become desensitized to that you struggle, you struggle with seeing that, well, how come they can live this perfect life? And I struggle so much. You know what I've realized about, you know, the My Transformation Starts Today contest, which is our, it's our weight loss guidance system here at First Form, um, is I speak fat, man. Like, I understand to the core what it's like to look in the mirror and not be happy with what looks back at you. And I'm in the fitness business. And I think that's God's calling to me is like, I always, I used to struggle a great deal. And, and I have my own relationship with God. So this is kind of an interesting thing. Like, I'm, I'm a, it's not that I don't need a, uh, a preacher or somebody to interpret God's word. It's that my conversations with God, I always believe are like my conversations, right? So like, there's an interesting thing. So I talked like when I'm mowing the grass, when I'm working out, like sometimes I just like to sit in peace and, and, and I, I, I believe in that power in the sense of like, all right, let's, let's talk here. And I can remember I was cutting the grass one day and I was sitting there thinking, all right, well, you know, when I die, cause I talk about death a lot, it's like something that I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with to an extent, you know, like I understand that, like I have limited resources here on earth and, and I'm going to give it hell as long as I can. And I remember thinking like, what are the questions I'm going to ask him? And, and, uh, and one of those questions was like, dude, how come I was gifted or cursed with a fat gene? Hmm. You know, like I can put on weight. I can, you know what I mean? Like I can't lose weight. It's a struggle. It's a, and I started really thinking about life. Like, is that me making an excuse? And I started thinking, well, maybe, maybe that's my gift. Like maybe that was the gift that God gave me. And when I started to look through that lens and I started to say, okay, well, you know what? Like, instead of me bitching about it, like this is what the gift that he allowed me to have. And I have the gift of people. I understand to get vulnerable with people. That's one of my strengths is like, I have no problem crying on stage. I have no problem speaking my word. I have no problem telling you the weakest points about me because like, I understand that like, you know, I'm cool with who I am. And I realized that he gave me that gift. It's not a curse. It's a gift. And what I choose to do with that is to go help people change their lives. And that's like, that's one of my missions. And, and it's really back to outside being a great father and husband. I mean, helping people change their lives is what drives me every single day. And so instead of looking at like, what was my curse is really my gift. And, you know, I learned that one day cutting the grass with, uh, uh, and, and talking with God. And since that point, man, I had a really, really, really different outlook on, you know, my physical, my physical ability and, you know, do I still struggle with, 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 uh, what looks back at me in the mirror? I do, but I interpret the message differently than I used to. 
I used to play the poor me card. And then I look, yeah. then I, 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 now I've learned to play the, all right, it's time to get the work card. Meaning mm -hmm. that there's other people that need my help and my guidance through showing my struggles on social media or on the internet or in conversation mm -hmm. to let them know that they're not alone, to let them know that that battle can be conquered. If they're willing to do the work, if they're willing to put in the time, we or me, we can help you get there. Yeah. And I love that. And that's one of the things that it's one of the things. So the gal that I'm, that I work out with sometimes this, uh, this Nicole, who I was telling you about, uh, she's a first form fanatic. And so on all her Instagram smart, posts, smart, smart woman, smart woman, right. <laughs> on all her, on all her Instagram posts, she's smashing out first form, you know, Legion of boom. She's putting all kinds of stuff, like all her hashtags. And for the longest time, I was like, I have no idea. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know what, I don't know what any of this means. I don't have any idea. And um, then I talked to JP and JP's like, you got to talk to Sal. You got to talk to Sal. So I start doing some research and I'm like, oh, no, no wonder. And so I'd start diving into who is first form. What do they do? What do they produce? And what came back absolutely blew my mind. The transparency that you have when you, when you go talking about yourself or your business or your own struggles is so honest um, that that it really surprised me. And you know, one of the things that we do as preachers is we will, we will set ourselves up. And so it's the equivalent of, it's the equivalent of a, of a, of Photoshopped abs, right? That's what it is. Right. We'll set ourselves right. up as these people who haven't figured out the answer man. And so then once we isolate ourselves to that spot, it's like, you know what? You can, you must always have those abs. You must always have those answers. You must always oh, be yeah. together. And how many times oh, yeah. is that real? Like, that's not real. You know, <laughs> you know, how many, you know how many times I don't know the answer. <laughs> exactly right. But you know what? Got... <laughs> Within preaching, what happens is we become these guys to where, and this is part of where our reactive, I think the reactive part of us comes from instead of being proactive is people come and they talk to us. Hey, can I talk to you about this? Can I talk to you about this? And so you just kind of feel this. You kind of start eating your own bull crap because it's like, well, I must be the answer, man, because people keep saying, I have the answer, so I must be the answer man. And it's so broke. So what's the connection? What's the connection between honesty and greatness and success? Like what's the connection between the honesty and the success part? I think being able to check your ego is one of the, 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 the biggest differences between what I think, um, especially from a characteristic trait, what creates super successful, relatable people versus people who are, are diving into their own headlines, right? Mm. Like being able, to, being able to understand that maybe you don't know or maybe you don't have the answer even though your righteousness, right? Like inside of you, like, you're like, Oh, I know the answer. I know the answer. No, right. you might know the opinion or your opinion on a situation, but do you know the answer? And so I, I'm, I, I think I'm very, very, uh, I'm able to draw the line on when I know the answer and when it's my opinion. And I'm very careful to, to make connections with people who always know the answer. Because like you said, like there's a, there's a sense of those people are playing the game that's feeding their ego. Right. Cause they always want, instead of, instead of, instead of checking down and saying, you know what? I don't know, or I don't have the answer. It, it, that's a shot at the ego. They want to feed the ego and give you an answer that may not be the correct answer. And so you're willing to send somebody off into the la la land with what you think might be the answer. And I, I just think that's an ego play and really not doing what's right by the individual on the other side and doing what's right by the individual on the other side is not knowing the answer and then helping them find the answer. And so I've learned in, in, in checking down my ego, cause I was not always built this way. I was very much, preacher number one if you will in that sense like mm. all right i got to know every answer in every situation that's how i become the man no that's not how you become the man how you become the man is saying you know what i don't know what the fucking answer is but i'm humble enough to say that but i'm also resourceful enough to know that i can help that person find that answer and seek it out yeah. and then being the person that goes and helps them helps them go to battle so i think but you got to think right there's the the key to life, and I always tell people, the key to life, especially, I mean, this relates right into the preacher land, like, loyalty is the game. Like, loyalty, like, loyalty is the understanding where you've done such a great job and you've been so honest with your people that you're not willing to budge on what you know versus, versus what you know, don't know. And it starts with one thing. I have a one, two, three. And education, trust, loyalty. Education comes, is a, is a knowledge-based transfer that happens from me to you. You know, so we, we have a bond of education, you know, where you might not know the answer. I know the answer. So I give you the answer and I help explain to you why that is the answer and how it could be beneficial to your life. You go out and utilize that, that education in your life. You start saying, okay, well, Hey, that, he's right here. He's right. Next question you have in, in whatever the situation may be, you come back to me in my world is fitness and, and life and fatherhood and some other things. But 
you know, you come back and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this. You know, have you ever experienced? Yes, I have experienced it. Send them on out. Guess what? They apply that education. It helps. It benefits them. They feel good about it. At that point, we can earn step two, which is trust. So being able to establish that trust, now you trust that individual. So now you get a little deeper. You start sharing a little deeper thoughts. You start asking for a little bit more information. My job at that point is still to be and deliver the best information possible. Not what I think the information is, but the actual truthful information. And when you can have that trust transaction three, four, five, maybe 10 times, you can earn loyalty. And loyalty is a point, especially I would imagine in, in preacher land, but I can tell you for certain in business land and really in life. I mean, it applies in all areas of life. When you create loyalty, now if people used to come to me for fitness, these are the same people now that come to me for relationship advice, business advice, car advice. I don't give a shit what advice. They understand that, that I have a core commonality inside my brand that my job is to help them get better. And so loyalty is the game that we should all get to. And you can't get loyalty by making up answers to feed your ego. You can only achieve loyalty if you're willing to make sure that you're delivering the information that can help those people better their lives. And we can do that enough. You can earn trust. And when you do that enough with trust, you can earn loyalty. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Education, trust, loyalty. One, two, three. Excellent. Um, one of the things I really admire about you and your brother, um, in, in just following you guys as far as podcast stuff goes, first form stuff, right. um, videos, all this kind of stuff, is you always choose honesty over niceties. And that makes a difference, correct? Always. I mean, I, I, there's, never a wrong, there's never a wrong time to tell the truth. Right. And pe- people, you know what I've learned in, 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 my, you know, in my business career, or really even in my relationship career, I actually learned this in relationships first, and it spawned into my business careers. I'll tell a quick story. And uh, is your audience more male or female? Male. Okay. So this will, this will resonate true. Okay. So when I was in college, I had 10 girlfriends, no joke, not 10, but I probably had at any given time. I probably had five or six. Like that was, that was my jam. And I was always lying. I was always caught in a lie. The relationships were always surface level. And, you know, and, and that was quote unquote, the game, right? Like I was living this lie mm-hmm. and then I, I got drafted. I played professional baseball in the minor leagues. And so same thing, it kind of transpired into, you know, I didn't have maybe five girlfriends at the time, but then I had like one or two, you know, I always had two and then maybe three. And then, and I was a constant lie, 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 lie. And, you know, and, and one day I remember like, man, like I used to always get in trouble and shit was awry and I was in a headache and I remember what, trying to keep what story and check with who. And I thought to myself, well, this is stupid. Like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, cause I'm the common denominator here, right? I'm right. the problem. And what I realized is like, all right, well, I'm just going to be deathly honest. Like, I'm just going to start telling everybody what I think and like, not the mad, you know, not, not like in this, everybody says, you know, in order to be honest, like you have to be like a badass and deliver this, this hard message. No, it's just like, literally, like I just, if you tell me what, if you ask my opinion on what, you, you know, like, hey, what do you think about my shirt? I don't like shirt. You know, like in my head, like right. I just learned to do it and deliver the message tactfully. Yeah. But I learned to do this in my dating life. And so, like, I would meet a girl at a bar and, you know, they'd be like, hey, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, hey, listen, here's the deal. I'm not interested in a relationship. And I would, like, literally have this conversation. Right. But, you know, I'm fun. I wouldn't go to dinner. We can go to a movie. You know, I'm interested in, in um, you know, maybe just a some nights relationship if you will and uh you know that's 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 where i'm at you know and i'm just you know i don't want to hurt your feelings i'm not trying to you know blah 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 blah. and you know what they appreciated it i had no drama you know i could tell the truth to a girl if she was interested yes if she wasn't interested no and you know i had a a understanding i said well wow maybe the truth is the answer here Mm. and so guess what i started living that way transitioned into my business career my business career, I just started being honest. Like when I go negotiate a deal, I'm like, Hey, that deal is not going to work for me. This is why bam, 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 you know? And, and, and if you can establish a trust with a vendor or somebody else, or even an employee, like they know you're coming from a good place. They know where you stand. You're not negotiating on like this <clears throat> mystery land. You know, you're just simply delivering truth. This is how I feel. This is why you're fired. This is whatever it is. And you know what? I could live in a very, very guilt-free conscious. I could just deliver the message. I could be me. I know that I have a great heart. I know that I have a, 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 a kind brain, if you will, like mm-hmm. in a sense of like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not attacking somebody. I'm not trying to hurt them. I'm trying to literally be the best version of myself and help this business grow. If, and I learned to deliver the truth. I learned to live a lot less 
or a, a, a less stressed life and a much more clear conscious. When I lay my head down on that, I'm very proud of who I am. And it comes, a lot of that comes from just simply delivering the truth. Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate you talking about that. That's a lot of, that's a yeah. lot of, trans, that's a lot of transparency, but that's honest stuff. Nah. That's real stuff. You know, listen, um, man, like I ain't got nothing to lie about. <laughs> you can ask me a question. I'll tell you the answer. That's where JP and I get along though. Like JP and right. I, like he knows, like I like JP because he's JP. I don't, I mean, the fact that he's Navy SEAL is cool, but like, I don't, right. you know, like I've right. learned to get past that surface and just be like, Hey man, like, dude, I put my underwear on the same way as you do. We yeah. all do. Yeah. We're all the same. We all struggle. We all have, we've all had heartbreak. We all have employee issues. We all have self issues. We all battle with what looks back in the mirror sometimes. Like some days you wake up, you feel like you're fucking Superman. The very next day you feel like, man, I'm living a lie. Something's wrong with me. Like, this is fake. Like I'm struggling. Like, why am I even here? Like you, we all battle that stuff. And I think, you know, when I started to have a, when I started to feel good about who I was, is I understood that I was not alone. I was not weak because I felt these ways. So I started talking about them and guess what? I realized other guys had it too. And then they, guess what? Then I started having greater relationships. I mean, I, you know, we talk about being transparent. I remember having my son. So I have a, a big part of my following is dads. Um, I love being a dad. It's my jam. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, everybody's talking about, Oh, you're going to be a dad. It's the greatest thing of your life. Like you're going to, you know, have the most awesome relationship, you know? And I remember when Enzo, Enzo's my son, when Enzo came out, I remember thinking like, I mean, I love this thing, but like, I have no connection. Like there's no emotional connection for me to this kid. Like, I mean, I, he's my son and I love him and I'm going to hold him and I'm going to take the picture and do a thing. But why did everybody, why is everybody tell me like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened when I'm feeling nothing. And I felt weird. I remember being like, well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm the one that's fucked up. You know, maybe I'm the right. one that's got the bad head. And then I started to realize like over time I had to grow that attachment to my son. And over time I had to have a little relationship and a little bonding. I didn't grow that child inside of me like my wife did. And it took me a few months. And then I started asking the question like, Hey, am I the only one that like feels this way? And they're like, no, no, no. I felt that way too. I felt that way too. But they felt like an asshole saying it because it's not the right thing to say. Well, right. I, if I wasn't a strong character in my, in my sense of belief, like then I would, you know, I felt weird. Like there's something wrong with me. Well, realizing now the best advice I tell a new dad is I'm like, all right, here's the deal, man. You're going to go in. It's really badass. It's cool. But you're going to feel like maybe you, maybe there's something wrong with you. And I'm going to tell you, there's nothing wrong with you. It right. just takes a little bit of time, you know? And then, you know, and just having those good conversations with guys, it makes them be like, all right, this guy's all right, you know, because it's real. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you take it back with, I mean, like how how do how do men build relationships that really really last? I mean, you you go back to any of the guys that you played ball with, any guys that you went to college with, the guys that you work with, the the people that you've really connected to are the ones that you built experiences with. And then you handed this little eight pound, this little eight pound thing. And you're, you're kind of, the, the expectation is, is you, are you nice? Supposed to love it unconditionally. He's like, I, we got no history. He and I, you know, that's what, right, man. What, what am I supposed to do I, with this? You know, I mean, that's, I, the, I, that's I, the trick. That well, not only is it the trick, that's the truth. You know, like, dude, like I, I believe, okay. So relationships are, are, they're forged through struggle. Absolutely. Struggle can be physical or emotional. And especially like, that's why like all my guys, like I make them, we do tough shit together. Like I make them do, you know, marathons and Ironmans and triathlons and mud runs. Like we do all these physical things together to bond. But then we also, you know, like I take a men's group to Haiti every year. Uh, we support an orphanage in Haiti. And like, I bring a special group of guys that like, I get vulnerable with those guys and, you know, I get them to check down their heart. And that's like something like, people know they walk in my office, close the door. Like what we talk about in here, like this, mm-hmm. it, this is confessional in that sense. Like, man, I'm sitting here, like, we're going to talk about life. I'm going to share my struggle with you, but there's a connection. There's a chain link there that forges and like, all right, I got vulnerable. With that guy, that guy did not, you know, he did not uh, disobey that trust. Like that's my homie. That's my guy. Yeah. And you know, th- those relationships, like my friendships, like dude, with your friends, like I want to know the weirdest shit that goes on in your brain. Cause then I can be like, Oh man, all right, here's, here's what I think. You know, like when I think about that shit, like this is what I say, and dude, you know, and you laugh, like, right. You're laughing, but it's true. Like your, your friends, you will talk like your real friends, not like some guy that you fucking double tap on Instagram. Cause you think he's a cool dude. I'm talking about a dude that you would go to right. fucking battle with. Right. Like you tell him the weird shit. And then he looks at, you could tell by the way he looks at you like, all right, I think that too. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's so just, true. It's so true. It's, and you've uh, got to be able to be okay with that. Like we're all very similarly wired 
you got to sometimes you got to check down the Instagram filter and just be yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, you know what? What's so cool about you saying that is I sat down with the I sat down with a group of guys the other day. Uh, I'm a part of I'm a part of a couple different men's groups, and one of the things that we really kind of pride ourselves in is the ability to sit down and just be honest. And a buddy of mine calls it the medicine. He always talks about the medicine. And he says, "Listen, yep. when guys get in a group, and and one of the one of the little phrases that we put together is, listen, if if uh, if you think a guy is Superman, and then Superman comes in and cuts his arm, and you see him bleed, everybody else in the room." says, okay, then it must be okay to bleed because the guy who we think is Superman is now bleeding. And so you cut yourself yeah. and bleed. Everybody says it. Or one of the other ways we talk about it is it's like when, it's like when one kid throws up on a school bus, right? That ain't going to be the only one that throws up on the school bus. Somebody starts talking about oh, some weird stuff. Starts to change. That's right. Oh, yeah. somebody, somebody launches their guts out you know, in the, on the school bus. Hey, somebody else is going to go next. And that's part of the thing that you're talking about with the transparency and just saying the weird stuff. You know, and that's why it makes me laugh so much is because we sat down with this group the other night and we started talking about things. And, you know, it's so funny because guys have this guys have this belief or this uh, this this notion that, you know, we can't we can't take what's on the inside and put it on the outside. But it's like when you say the word body dysmorphia, you know. Like when you say that phrase, it's like, what did Sal just say? Sal just said, like, oh, I, yeah. like I struggle with it. Listen, I took my pictures for the first form thing, right? I got my pushes done yeah. last night. Hey, so I'm standing okay. in there. Hey, hey, I got them done. I'm standing up front and I'm looking. I'm like, hey, Jared, not looking too bad, pal. Like, you're doing all right. Like, I'm standing in there and feeling like, you know what? You're a little more chiseled than you thought. That ain't bad. I took my side shot. I'm like, that ain't bad. So I spin around. I take the one from the back and uh, I get look at the picture and I I immediately walk in, I look at my wife and I say, yo, why didn't you say, yo, Jared, you got a fat back. Ain't nobody trying yeah. to tell me I got a fat back. <laughs> and she's like, oh, your back ain't fat. And I'm like, see, and this is why I can't trust you. Like, you, no, That's my right. back is fat. Look at this picture. That is a fat oh, yeah. back right there. Like nobody wants to tell me this. Like somebody's got oh, yeah. to be willing to tell me this, you know, but oh, yeah. it's true. You're hundred percent right. Somebody's got, somebody's got to deliver it. No, I, I have the same conversation. In fact, we did a live with, with my wife last night. Uh, my wife has a pretty f- powerful female following and, and you know, a lot of it is just transparent, it's built off the same core values. But I tell her all the time, like, I'm like, God, I'm, you know, I'm fat. And she's like, you're not fat. You're sexy. And I'm like, no, I'm fat. Like I understand, right. like I understand that I understand that I'm fat. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. No, my wife says to me, she goes, your back ain't fat. It's cute. I'm like, that is the last thing I want yeah. is a cute back. I got other than a fat back, you know? That's worse. That's like, Hey, look at this pudgy little kid over here. He's adorable. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, come yeah. on, you know, but yeah. It's so I took my pictures. Face. That's right. So I took my pictures and I'm just like, Oh, look at your fat back, Jared, you are out of control. And, uh, I, I was, I was pretty, uh, pretty disappointed in that, but same time, you know, I'm in it. I'm, uh, I'm counting my, counting my calories, counting my macros, keeping track of my I'm food, in. doing my stuff. Um, so, so well, listen, um, that's a big deal. I, I think that's, you know, like a lot of things about being successful in life is, you know, is having a plan, sticking to the plan and, and just simply attacking a plan. A lot of people get overwhelmed with success or how to build it overnight and, or how to get there or wherever there is. And understanding that I always believe if one man can do another man can do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, simply as the, the reason the transformation works is because all I'm doing, you know, all we did is basically reverse engineer success, right? And say, right. okay, if you're going to lose weight, if you're going to burn body fat, like, okay, I know we got to accomplish this. And what we did is we delivered a tool that allows you to track your macros. So it allows you to, and, and inside those macros, we change the levels so that it will set you up for success. I need you to drink your water. It's one of the most metabolic things you can do outside of lifting weights and tracking your food. And I need you to do a resistance training program. If you can check those three boxes, which are inside the app, you can do those one day at a time, one meal at a time, one workout at a time. Um, I understand that over time you will be successful. Now the key factor in the contest is, or in the challenges, if you lie to yourself, which this is a core characteristic trait, if you lie to yourself, you will not be successful. So if you don't track your food or if you don't drink your water, if you don't do your workouts, you will not win. And why I like what I do or why I love what I do for a living, because it's, it's very, very much associated to that being successful in life. And you can, you can either do, or you can not do. There's no in between. And so, I, like, I'm a big advocate of reading. You know, so like, I have a power list every single day. We developed a book. It's just five things that you can do every single day 
right here. I, I know you guys, this is an audio cast yeah, yeah. or a, a podcast, but no, I'll, put it, I'll put it on day, YouTube I, as well. Yeah. So every day, literally I have to make sure these are five things that I know that will push me through to be successful. And I write those five things down and I understand if I do those five things and I do them consistently that I will win at life. Mm -hmm. And you know, for that, for me, um, you know, and for whoever is listening or watching, like, what are those five things for you? And for me, um, I must work out every day. It's something for me that is very important to me. It's something that for me, it's my time with myself. It's something that I do for a living. So it's important that I lead by example. I must track my food. I have to track my food. And this is part of my checklist because if I don't track my food, I get fat. And so if I track my food, I can stay accountable to myself. And I either did or did not track my food. There's no in between. I didn't kind of track it. I didn't sort of track it. I tracked my food. For me, I read 10 pages every day. I'm, right now, I'm, I'm reading Jocko's new book. I believe in leadership. I love leadership. That's kind of like my, that's my jam. Like I aspire to be uh, big picture and long term. Like I want to be uh, somebody who is thought of as a great leader. Um, not there yet. Got a long way to go, but I want to practice my craft. And so I want to read uh, to, to develop that skill set further with people who are in front of me. So I got to practice that. Um, I believe in reaching my, my fourth list uh, right now, currently four and five always kind of move for me before is reaching out to 10 current customers. I talk to 10 current customers a day, whether it's through ID video, uh, comment on Instagram or uh, uh, an email. I want to talk to 10 new customers a day, or 10 current customers. And number five, it's 10 new customers who are starting a transformation. You know, somebody who's out there, who is in la la land, who doesn't know what they're doing, if they're following the right plan, if they're on the right track, right. but they need some help. And so it's my role as a leader is to go out and help those people and grab their hand and help pull them through the mud and help try to hold them accountable and keep them successful. Those five things for me, if I do those and attack those process, just those five things, in addition to my daily task, I can win. We can win. And, but if I don't have a plan and I'm not attacking that plan and I'm not following that plan, you're kind of like a boat in the, in the ocean with no mortar, no mortar, or no oars. Like you're just going to get pushed around and you don't know where you're going to go. Whereas, you know, by having a list and attacking that list every single day, I got a little 25 horsepower motor on the back. Yeah. I might not be the fastest, but I'm going to get to wherever I need to go. Yeah. We're moving. We're moving forward at least. That's right. Yeah. Moving forward at least. Um, how about, uh, how about the guys that would say to you, Sal, I mean, all that's good and all that's good and well, but, um, I'm too busy. Yeah, well, it's a, you're, you're too busy to live the life you want. I, I mean, to me, busy, busy is a, a sign of an unorganized man. You know, mm. like I'm busy I, and, and I look at like I'm busy too, but I'm busy doing the shit that I need to do to propel my life. And so I've learned one thing that most, most successful people, men and women, um, physicality plays a, a sense in that, especially in today's because it's, it's a self-awareness thing. It's understanding that they prioritize that they are the biggest asset in their lives. And when you look at a strong figurehead, I mean, look at all the guys on Instagram, like most of the people who are running big businesses, like fitness is a part of their life. And why I think that is, is not so they look good. It's so they feel good. It's a mental, it's a mental, it's a mental, uh, mental win for them. And so the prioritization of fitness and understanding that they're putting themselves first. So they're prioritizing what's important to their, to their self-worth first and, Health is number one. If you're not healthy, especially in today's world, as you know, you know, the quote unquote people of Walmart, you know, the, the movement gets bigger, right? Like understanding it. When you see somebody who is taking care of themselves, they're in shape, they are, they look good. There is a sense of credibility that comes with that, with that word that they're speaking. And so like, look at it from a preacher standpoint, like, um, you're standing up in front of people and you're trying to lead people to be better. And you're not talking about health, which is number one. If you, if you're not healthy, you have nothing. Um, you better prioritize fitness into your lifestyle because that is a message that you and the younger youth should be, should be educating people on because you, I mean, if you can have, you know, like there's so many things that happen without health. And if you're not prioritizing health, like what are you prioritizing? So busy is a busy is an excuse for somebody who doesn't want to put in the work. Yeah. What about too, I'm too old, Sal. I'm too old. I mean, dude, I listened to a Joe Rogan podcast the other day. There's an 85 year old. He's talking about this 80 year old lady who was in his yoga class. Like I look at my dad, my dad's 75 fucking years old. My dad's he's down 21 pounds into my transformation challenge. Like, you know, I, I, my dad, you know, like understanding that again, too old is an excuse. You're too old for what? You're too old to, to create a healthy body, healthy, healthy mind. You're too old to make yourself a priority. You're too old to lead for your children. You're too old to be a leader of your, uh, amongst your community. Why about be the example? 
you know, because nobody talks about, nobody talks about, oh man, look at, look at the guy in pew 10, he's 75 pounds overweight. The story that's told is look at the guy in pew 10, he's 88 years old. He still walks five miles a day. He's out kicking ass. Like Mm -hmm. that's the leadership. That's an example of somebody who's making fitness a priority, not the person who's using the excuse. And so if you want to be, which one do you want to be? Do you want to be the guy that lives the passive lifestyle that everybody doesn't talk about? Or do you want to be the person who you can look at your children and your grandchildren and your great grandchildren and set the example for what's important in life? Yeah. It's too expensive, Sal. What's too expensive? It's too expensive. It's, it's too expensive to get healthy. It's just too expensive. Gym <laughs> well, membership, uh, food, all you that. Don't need work. A gym. You don't need a gym membership. You need to be able to walk outside, go for a walk, go for a run. You need to be able to do push-ups and sit-ups and air squats. If you, I mean, I, I, the, the biggest workout that I run from, I know that if we program a bodyweight workout, like I'm dead, like I'm mm-hmm. going to die. So the hardest workouts are, you know, burpees, air squats, push-ups, running, sprinting, you know, bear crawls. Like you can do anything, you can mm-hmm. do anything to achieve a fitness level and you can do it for free. So, um, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a believer in excuse making. I'm a believer in understanding that, okay excuse comes in that's and this i always i'm a i talk to myself a lot like yeah maybe i'm narcissistic maybe i love myself too much whatever it is but i always go if i have a tough time with delivering a message to myself i go look myself in the eyeballs in the mirror and i know that i can't lie to myself and i'm very i'm a very big visual reader of people so i want to be in like when i communicate even much like this podcast you know i want to be able to see because there's an energy transfer that happens and, and to me i can't lie to myself yeah. and, and i think most people can't and so busy is an excuse uh, time is, is, a, is, is, is your priority. You, you can get up 30 minutes earlier. You can stay up 30 minutes later. Like that's, that's bullshit. Right. Uh, money is also bullshit. You know, you don't need, you don't need hundreds of thousands of dollars to get in shape. You need the ability to look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm going down the wrong road and I'm going to choose the right path. Right. So, um, you know, you don't need, uh, a, a hundred dollar. I mean, dude, I have a home gym. I don't even go to a gym. And I can tell you right now, the gym down the street is six ninety nine a month. If you don't have six ninety nine a month, you're doing something incorrect. <laughs> so good. Well, this is exactly, right. you're one hundred percent right, and I'm with you. Yeah, when when there's a body weight workout, when there's when it says fifteen burpees, you know, we're doing an EMOM and Shit it's 15, 15 burpees. Oh, dude, you know what I'm thinking about? Maybe I need to get on that Peloton bike for about you know forty five minutes. I'll take that. I mean, I'll take forty five. Buddy, minutes. I'm. T- you know, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I, 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 that is an excuse I have made. I'm like, you know, I work on a little hard today. I'm just going to go over on Peloton and answer my damn emails. And that's, that, listen, and I'll be honest, that's me being, that's me being a little bitch, but uh-huh. I will tell you like, you know, at least I'm moving in that sense. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> see, well, you know what? see, that, see I, just made a, I just made a justification for myself there. See, I lied. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. So on the workout, it tells me it's like you need to be doing lat pull downs, narrow, wide. You need to do uh, dumbbell delt raises. You know? And I'm like, okay, well, I didn't make it into the gym today because my schedule was lined up and my normal morning routine wasn't. I wasn't able to do it. So, um, so I go up and I got an assault bike at my house. So I put it. I put Oof. in. I put in sixty minutes on the assault bike yesterday. And Oof. I'm telling you what, brutal. Oof. Listen, I would still Bye. rather do an hour on the assault bike. Than to do an imam with fifteen with fifteen burpees. <laughs> <laughs> not me, brother. I'm knocking that shit out. I'm done. I mean, I'm telling you that hour oh, assault bike is brutal. I've that done assault it. bike brutal. is it is brutal. It's it's very brutal. Oh. I often think think about taking the assault bike and, and throwing it in the trash every time I ride it. Every time. But I think you know, and I tell people all the time, like when I when I when I'm prioritizing life, like when life's working in the right direction for me. It's funny because I'll work the assault bike into my workouts and the rower. Like I'll do it both because I'm yeah. ready for some, I'm ready for some fucking pain. Yeah. But I will tell you, like, and that that's like when I feel like Superman in those mornings when you're talking about like doing life life stroking in the right yeah. direction. Like yeah. I, you know, but I realize the difference is not the days that I'm really I'm willing to uh, program the assault bike or or the rower. The difference is the days that I don't want to program the assault bike or the rower, and I still get my ass up and I still go down there and I move. And I yeah. still go forward. So the difference is, is like when I'm in high gear, like it's easy to be in high gear. And we've all been there. Like when you're, when you're, when life's kicking ass and everything's good and your bills right, are paid, right. you know, your, your, your wife's giving it to you. Like she's loving you. You're getting it. You know, like, dude, you, everything's just working. It's Winning. easy to work hard on those days. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, what I've learned is the progression on the bad days 
is what keeps you moving faster than everyone else. So like on those days where I don't feel like going down and hitting the assault bike, or I don't feel like going down and hitting an EMOM hard, the choice of Peloton is still a better choice than doing nothing. That's like the choice of the choice of just going down, even if it's 15 minutes of a little bit of work and making sure that you're still checking your box. Like there are days I don't want to do this book. There are days I don't want to work out and track my food and contact 10 customers. Those are the days. But I understand that me checking those boxes to make sure that they are complete and I did them is still going to make my boat move in the water. It's whereas most people will just pull all the oars out, turn the motor off and just sit. Yeah, and drop that's six, different. Yeah. Like why, yeah, why do other people progress faster than others? Because on the days they don't want to do shit, they still do. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes a difference. I mean, that makes a 100% difference. You know, I mean, if, when you can push through the pain, that's one of the deals, you know, so we got this mission statement that we, that we built at our house. So I have two daughters. I got a 16 year old and I got a, I got a 12 year old. And so in my, in, in all my vast wisdom, um, here was my thought process. I'm going to have to incorporate something into these girls' lives because I'm the only man in this house and my girls are going to want to just do soft things all the time. They're just going to do soft right. things. So we put together this mission statement, and this is what it is. I got to, I got to post it up here. My girls carry around a little card. Everybody knows it. Uh, in the morning, we get together. We pray before we go to school, and, and we hold hands. And then when we're done, we say our family mission statement. We exist to please God by inspiring others, loving those around us, and doing hard things. Okay? So I put in doing hard things because I'm thinking these these cheeky little gals in here, they're going to need to, oh, yeah. they're need to toughen up uh, a little bit. You know, I, like I cannot freaking tell you how many times those girls come home and they say, something about something's going on. I'm like, I don't know. I just don't know that I want to do it. Hey, and they, here they come. Hey, we do hard things. We do hard That's things. Right. Oh, dude, I, hey, listen, I did do. that. Like, I'm, you know? in my head, I'm, I'm stealing that idea. I'll, I'll, I'll take it to the internet. I'll, e- I'll, email, I'm a, I'll email it to you. I'll email it to you. <laughs> no, tell them I'm going to... I'm going to do what everybody else does on Instagram. I'm just going to say I came up with it. <laughs> do it. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You know? So, yeah. So, we, we, yeah, we exist to please God by inspiring others, loving those around us, and doing hard things. And I can't tell you how many times that thing – we needed something to set the – we needed something to rule the day. Set the tone. Yeah, oh, yeah, something that rules the day. At the end of the day, listen, and I understand, like, there'll be a lot of guys who will say, well, isn't, isn't the Bible enough to, to set the day? Well, sure it is. But you're talking about 12-year-old, 16-year-old, uh, uh, an ADD, 42-year-old man, and, and a 38-year-old wife, and we're, we're going places in the morning, you know? Or what I'm talking about is I need a thing that's going to wrap up all the thoughts of who we are and who we're going to be today, you know? And so we pray, we say our deal uh, our family mission statement and, and out the door we go. And I'm telling you what, that thing comes back around and rules the day all the time. We do hard things, you know? Yeah. yeah no, listen, I, I, I don't think that the Bible is enough. And that's, that's I don't know that that's uh, the proper interpretation. And I think I'm probably going to catch a little bit of shit for that. And that's not what I mean. So don't I understand. I understand. Don't be blasting me on Instagram because that's what I said. But I think it takes, especially for young children to be able to digest smaller pieces of, okay, you take some core meanings of life and you're injecting it to them on a small daily basis. And yeah. I mean, the principles exist in the book, but understanding that, okay, yeah, they're not mature enough to be able to digest that in big picture in full scope. But if you can teach them small lessons, they can start to understand the principles on why that was relevant later That's on right. in life. Yeah. And That's I think, right. you know, so is it enough? Yes. I mean, in, in context, yes. It's I understand. Enough. Yeah. hundred percent. So for a 12 year old little girl, like, Hey, listen, you know, uh, we're gonna, you're going to have to do things that you don't like to do, and they're good for you, but this is why. You know what I mean? That's right. You're going to love so, some people. You're going to love some people that you don't want to love today. You're going to inspire some right. people, even though you don't feel inspiring today. And you're going to do something hard that's today, right. even though you don't feel like doing something hard. You know, My 12-year-old and, and I, like we set, up a, we set up a thing. So I pick her up from school on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and her and I go to the gym. So I do my normal morning routine, but Monday, Wednesday, Friday, her and I go to the gym. I'm telling you what, you want to talk about a warrior. And this is, this is so cool. This little girl, listen, she would love to sit in her room and journal. She would love to sit in her room and do makeup. Um, I don't even know, count gum wrappers. I mean, who knows yeah. what else she wants to do in there. But when she shows up to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday, listen, I pull, I pull up our app and I say, hey, this is what we're doing right here. And she says, okay. She said, so narrow lat pull down. Yeah, wide lat pull down. Okay, all right. What's this? What's this reverse? What's this reverse delt raises? You know, how much weight do I? Not one complaint, not no, no, no fighting me on it, no nothing. And I'm telling you what, like I'm so proud of that little girl for what she's been able to do just because she understands. Listen, why are we here? 
because we do hard things. And so our new phrase, her and I, is this. Where are we going, baby? She says, we're going to Chisel City. That's where we're going. We're going to Chisel yeah, City. Yeah, buddy. That's where we're going. going to Chisel City, you know? No, but I think, like, this is, a, this is a huge leadership lesson here, right? And you think about, like, to me, that's not by accident because she sees dad putting in the work at home. She knows dad is putting in the work. She knows dad right. is doing this. So, it, so when dad explains that she should do it too, she doesn't hesitate. There's not a question to it, you know? And, right. and, and, and there's a, there's only one way to lead. And you hear me say this all the time and it's mm-hmm. by example. Yep. And if you want people to do, you must do first. And yep. I think for children, um, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree for a reason. Yep. And so, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you talk about fitness and why it's important. Well, if you would like for your kids to, to live a healthy life and, be better than you are maybe you should just go first yeah absolutely and you know that, that where that plays in where that plays in so much with with preachers um with with people i mean the church the church that i preach out on a regular basis one of the things that we talk about a lot is that we have hard conversations we have these hard conversations yeah. at home have these hard conversations with your kids have these hard conversations with your spouse you know jp and i had this great conversation in talking about sex and the conversations that go around sex with our spouse and how in the world do we have these conversations you know and jp's like you've got to just say some stuff that you don't want to say. Like you have to, you have to have these conversations, you know? And one of the, one of the little principles that we talk about inside of our guys group is you can't go around filling in the blanks on people. And you would understand this from a sales point of view, you know, from where you are, you don't want to give somebody the no, you don't want to tell them no for you. You don't want to offer them this opportunity for them to tell you no, but what we do is we create a narrative. They don't want to buy this product. They don't want to have this conversation. He doesn't want to go to bed with me. You know, my kids don't, oh, want to, yeah. my kids don't want to be challenged. The congregation doesn't want to be pushed, you know, and we go ahead and just start filling in these blanks for people instead of backing up and oh, going, yeah. here's the challenge. And what it's amazing to me is that if you will, if you will harness your energy and you will harness uh, your experience and harness your, uh, your example, and you put it in front of somebody, sometimes you don't even have to ask anybody to do it. They just go, that's a good idea. I think I'm in. I think I need to start doing something like that as well. You know, it's a world of difference. I mean, the, the sex conversation is pretty easy for me. Like I always like it's, it's funny right. because like, you know, if you can't get freaky with your wife and you're not willing to fucking ask your wife to get freaky in that sense, like who the hell else are you going to ask? <laughs> you have to. And, yeah. Like have to do, have the conversation. Like, yes. Yeah. Like have you got, to. I always tell I tell my guys all the time, you got to ask for the order, you know, and, and I, I, this, is, this is terrible. And, and you know, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just say it cause it is what it is, but you know, maybe, or maybe not when I was in, in that truth phase of my life, when I went from the lying phase of dating girls to the truth phase of dating girls, I may or may not have had the conversation with some women and say, Hey, listen, like, here's the deal, man. Like I ain't looking for a relationship. I'm just, I just, I would like to, I would like to get laid, you know, like imagine that. It happened. You know, like, imagine that. You ask, and they just might want that too, you know? So, you know, when I when it taught me about relationship with my wife, and this is why I, I love, like, my wife and have my wife and I have the best fucking marriage. And, and it's because it's transparent and honest. And so when you look at, like, you know, having that intimacy is a huge part of a healthy relationship. Absolutely. Dude, like, you know, you've got to be able to, to get in that zone with your wife. And you know what? If you're uncomfortable with asking that question, that's okay. Like, that's all right. That's what, dude, that's what makes it more intriguing. Because it's right. not what happens if she says no. It's what happens if she says yes. Now you're here, babe. <laughs> <laughs> don't, lose, don't lose before you lose, you know? That's right. Don't we, lose before hey, you listen, lose. Can't strike out if you don't walk up to the plate. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, hey, uh, wh- while I got you here, I got, I got a couple more questions for you, and then I'll let you get on with your day. I know you're a busy guy. Uh, how much, how much now here's going to be, here's going to be where I'm, I'm going to experience some kickback. Um, because I, I, I believe this, I believe this, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know where everybody else is going to be with this. There is a, there is a thing and you touched on it earlier. There's a thing about being a physically imposing person, having yep. yourself together, fitness being a number one thing. It's like you were talking about, you find anybody who's successful, they have a certain level of fitness to them already. How important do you think that would be inside of a church for a pastor to be somebody who is a physically fit individual? And I'm not talking ripped up, chiseled, you know, busting at the seams. I'm talking a physically just a fit individual. How much difference would that make for you in saying, you know what, Sal decides, you know, and maybe you go to church on a regular basis anyway, but Sal decides, you know what, I'm going to start going to church 
What are you going to look for? What are you going to look for in a pastor when it comes to that? Is physical fitness going to be on the list? I mean, for me, it is because I believe it's a core value to, to self-worth. And I know that, you know, some people say, and I would say anybody who gives a kickback to this is, is insecure about that question because they're afraid of really tapping into, is that, is, is that really what I want? Or are they make an excuse or are you giving yourself an out? Right. And for me, goes back to the self-worth piece is like, you know, he is, he's making himself a priority because mm. you would look at if you really truly believed in helping people get better and understanding that health is a, is a huge component of that. Um, and you wanted your congregation to, to believe in you, you would lead first. You know, if you believe in living a healthy, balanced lifestyle, this doesn't mean this has nothing to do with being able to take your shirt off and have abs. This has to do with being able to have a self-worth enough where you're going to watch the food that you're putting in your body. You are going to manage your exercise and output, and you are going to preach to young people, men, women, or really not even young women. It could men or excuse me, young men or women just the congregation in general that, you know, if we're going to beat obesity in America, which is all time high, like you can either be part of the problem or part of the solution. And so I think by saying it's not important is being part of the problem because you have, God gave you this ability to speak to, you know, it could be 10, it could be a hundred, could be a thousand people. And for you not to prioritize being part of the solution to me is a problem. That means you're part of the problem. Yeah. What, uh, what would you, what would you look for? Uh, do you, if you don't mind me asking, do you, do you go to church yeah. on a regular basis? I do not. I do okay. not. But we do belong. We do. So my kids do go to a, to a Lutheran school. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> I was raised, I went to a Catholic high school. Gotcha. Um, I, I have intermittent church in my life yeah. and it is something that I would like to prioritize back into my, especially my kids' life, because I think for me, it offers a, for me from an answer, from a standpoint of children, I think it offers a great deal of structure. And yeah. you know, it is nice to hear my children come home and speak about God. Like mm-hmm. it's something, and I and I have I have my own beliefs, sure. and I'm able, I'm mature enough, and I think I'm able to manage it uh, independently. However, like I, I still, I don't. I don't not go to church. I don't avoid going to church. I still actually enjoy going to church. I'm at that phase of my life where you have three kids under three. It's a, it's a, I mean, it is a, it's a struggle to go to church. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I think there will be a time where I'm back into a situation and, and, and I, I believe wholeheartedly in putting your kids in giving offering in that environment. And so, you know, with that being said, I don't, you know, now I'm starting to like really digest. Okay. Like, is that an excuse to myself? Well, but no, I, you know, I, I, I think I, it's a good dialogue. I think at least there's some good yeah. dialogue there. My, 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 my question would be this in, in that scenario, when you, when you step into that place where you say, you know what, we're going to make this a priority. What's going to be the important thing for you. I mean, here's, here's the inside track information. This is what I love about you and Andy, just straightforward, pull no punches. What, in the, what would you look for when it comes to, somebody that you would be able to say, you know what, I would go to that church and I would be a part of what they have going on. And I could listen to this on a regular basis. What, what would be the things, what would be the things that would, that would lock you in on that? Yeah. I, I, in fact, the church that we, that we chose is based off of this, his name's Pastor Seidel. He doesn't even know my name. Um, he's a young, he's a younger guy, you know, probably 45, just a touch older than I am. Uh, but it's his vulnerability in the sense of understanding God's word. And speaking that like, Hey, I'm much like you. And this is what I struggle with too. And because I, I, I find that message so, uh, relatable to myself because like, I understand like here, here's a, here's a man of God that's like, so he struggles too. You know, he's yeah. struggling with it too. You know, he struggles to be a dad. He struggles to prioritize life. Okay. That's his specialty. And I think his ability to open up to that vulnerable side is, is very important not being the answer man. Right. But rather being the like, all right, this is how I got through that man. And I was very, to me, I, I, I found that to be uh, very rewarding because like in my sense of my profession in fitness uh, or leadership, like I have to show the struggle. I have to interpret the message you and show where I struggle. And, yeah. and, you know, so I found a great deal of, of relationship. That. And there's a couple, like, you know, I, I, uh, I find myself watching a little church TV here and there. And there's a couple guys on there that, you know, right. and, and, and listen, I, I'm going to be honest. Like some of them, it's a business. Those dudes are making money hand over fist and they know it. 
and yeah. they know it, know it, know it. And I can smell that. Like, that's the thing. It's like, you know, the, the gift of the fat gene, God gave me the gift of people too. Like I, you put me in a room of people. Like, I don't care if I'm in the, in the middle of Wyoming or New York city, like I can play the role. And I got a good I got a good nose for, for people who are trying to make money. And so, you know, and, and I, listen, I don't knock on anybody who's making money in that sense. I just, you know, I think some people do it with a genuineness and a good heart. And to me, that message is a hell of a lot more relatable and a lot more deliverable to me um, than it is to be the popular pastor, if you will. <laughs> Sal Priscilla, this has been freaking awesome. This is going to be, a, uh, listen, this is going to be a real lightning bolt right in the middle of this podcast. I appreciate it. Hey, Amen. So I appreciate you guys having me on. I, I uh, you know, listen, if it rocks the boat, I, I don't apologize because it's how I feel. And, and I, I'm I, with you. But I will tell you, I will tell you, you know, it's one of those things that if there's anybody out there who needs help with their fitness diet or exercise and, and you know, you want to challenge yourself and you'd like to get better, you know, our company is backbone around being able to help you do that. It doesn't cost, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a minimal cost for uh, the return and the value in the education and what we try to drive for helping people teach them how to gain back control of their physical selves. Um, I would love the opportunity if you're struggling with what, with what looks back in the mirror to earn that vote of confidence so that maybe we could, we could earn some trust and, and be able to get you where you want to go. So I might not be the popular opinion on, on uh, going to church or not, but I can tell you, I can be a pretty good popular opinion when it comes to getting your life back. Well, we, uh, we all, we all got a role that we play, Sal. And, uh, and I think you play yours, think you play yours really well. Uh, I can tell you, I ordered my, ordered my first, uh, ordered my first uh, product from first form. um, Last week. And uh, I tell you what it came with. It came with a handwritten note from a guy named Andrew. Yep. Um, and it wasn't just like, hey, good luck, Jared. Um, it's thank you for your support. Uh, know, that, know that here at First Form, we've got your back. And as always, if you have any questions, you need anything else, just give us a call, Andrew. And um, there's something pretty cool about, uh, about First Form when it comes to handwritten notes with every single product that goes out the, out the, uh, out the door, right? Every, every single one. Maybe you and, order one or ten, five dollars or five hundred. You and still so, get the same, same care and love. So I, hear this, uh, so I hear this rumor the other day, and we'll close out with this. I hear this rumor the other day that, um, that if I had a problem with my vehicle, and, yep. I, and, I, and I called First Form, and I said, hey, I got a quick question about this. And they yep. said, hey, uh, this is First Form. We're a supplement company. And I said, yeah, but yeah. I don't know what I need to do. What's the, what's the backstory on this, Sal? So uh, Andrew made a podcast one time talking about customer service. It was about five years ago. It was early, 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 early MSEO. And then we talk, well, the customer service should not just be built around us selling you a product or the product we sold. Customer service, like our, really, we should be the humanized version of Google. And, you know, we always say we're humanized. The reason that I have no problem going head to head against Amazon is like, we're a human element. Human element's really tough to beat when it comes to helping somebody change their life. Mm. And our customer service is backbone off. Our, our ability is to literally help you do anything. And so Andrew put, you know, put a challenge out there like, hey, call our customer service. You know, we'll help you with anything, anything. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, you're struggling with it. You know, you don't have access to a computer. We can Google it for you. You shoot it to us. We'll get it taken care of. And, uh, so this guy called and he put it on YouTube. So he took the challenge and he called our, called our customer service. And he was, he was, he, he said something along the lines of, Hey, I, I need new spark plugs for my, you know, 20, 2006 Dodge Ram 1500. And, uh, I was told that you guys can give me the answer. And our customer service guy was like, it's on YouTube somewhere. You can Google it. He's like, sir, you know, you, you called first form, right? And he's like, yeah, but you guys are supposed to help me with anything. And the, the kid who answered phone is actually still here. He still works here to this day. I have very, we have very low turnover. And, um, you know, and, and he's like, well, I don't know anything about cars. And he's like, yeah, but I was told that you guys could help me do it. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. So anyway, consequently, our, our customer service guy hung up the phone. And you could tell the disappointment in the guy. He was kind of like, oh, because he thought he was going to have something cool. In that, the guy next to him said, hey, dude, you got to call that guy back. Like, we can figure it out. He's like, go get Drew, who works across the hall from us. Go get Drew. He knows a lot about cars and let's figure this, let's figure this out. We can get him to an auto zone or to Walmart closest to him. We can help give him the answer. So you can see on the YouTube video, you ring, ring, phone calls back. We come back into the place. Like, all right, here's the deal. I don't know anything about cars, but I found the guy in our building who knows the most about cars. And so we're going to try to get you the answer for what spark plug you can put in your Dodge Ram. And you can see the guy was like, yes. And so, you know, building a culture around our job is to help people. And whether it's gain weight, lose weight, be a better husband, be a better dad. 
um, be a better friend, leader, teammate, coworker. Uh, our job as a company, our mission as a company is to help people achieve that. And, you know, and, and I think that's, that's written in our culture. It's in our, it's, it's in our code. And ideally if first form had a DNA, it would be a, it would be a link that, that would go down inside of us. Our, our mission is to make the world a better place. And we found it. And you could only do that by helping people get better. So. Sal, you and first form are knocking it out of the park, buddy. I sure appreciate the, uh, sure appreciate the inspiring message and, and this conversation, uh, what you guys do. I know it's about people. Um, and you see the results of that over and over with every single video that goes out from the app to the personalization of it all. Uh, so I appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for towing the line like you guys do and, and pushing like you do. I hope we can do this again sometime. Yeah. I appreciate the opportunity, Jared. Yeah, dude. I'm, I mean, Hey, I love it. If your people love it, I, I, I love the opportunity to come back. I It'd be good. Hey man, I'm one of those guys. You get what you get. <laughs> and I learned you either love me or you hate me and I'm okay with both. <laughs> well, Sal, listen, buddy, I love you. You're a good one. You're a good one. I appreciate it, man. This is Thank great. You. Hey, I'll let you go. Let you get about your day. Thanks for the time. Appreciate your time, Jared.